0: Hi folks and welcome to the Dirt Road Cowboys Christian Podcast. My name's Dean, also known as the Dirt Road Cowboy. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're a repeat listener, I want to thank you for following along. I really appreciate you. This time we're going to talk about getting ready for Jesus' return. So, are you ready for Jesus to return? I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. Now, if you're sitting around waiting for a rapture, then you aren't even close to being ready for Jesus to return. You're just looking for an escape. Jesus isn't coming to bail us out. He's coming for a victorious church, not a beaten down thing that we've become. We're going to have to get ready. In order to be ready for him, you'd have to already have overcome the last enemy, which the Bible says is death. The Bible clearly says... That he must stay where he is until the last enemy is put under his feet. That means we must do it. He can't come back and do it. We have to do it for him. We have to put these enemies under his feet. He already overcame death. Now it's up to us to do it. It's our turn. Through the spirit of life within us, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is here to quicken, to make alive and immortal, our mortal flesh, our bodies. The Bible says that the mortal must put on immortality. Didn't say that the mortal would be clothed from on high with immortality. The mortal must put it on. If I told you to put on your coat, it doesn't mean I'm going to put it on for you. You have to do it. We have been given the spirit of life, the Holy Spirit. Paul mentioned that he was striving for it, But he still hadn't attained it, which is obvious, otherwise he'd still be alive today. He did say that it would happen someday, that not all would die, that they'd be changed. In a moment, in twinkling of an eye. This means that we don't have to spend years having our body change and transfigure and go through some kind of a slow metamorphosis. Jesus' body became immortal instantly when he was raised from the dead in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. When his life came back into his body, his body was made immortal. And that's what we're supposed to have. Paul knew that a time was coming when we would be able to walk in the victory over death. That would be a time when death will lose its sting and the grave will lose its victory. And I've heard a lot of people preach that that's going on now because we're saved and the grave won't be able to hold us one day Sometime in the future, after we're raptured, and we get a new body, and blah, 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 blah. That's all a bunch of man-made justifications, excuses, and lies. The rapture isn't mentioned in the Bible because we were never meant to escape. We are meant to overcome. We are supposed to be victorious. We are supposed to defeat the grave. So how do we do it? What do we need to do? Well... Obviously, I haven't done it yet, but I'm working at it. I don't know anyone who's done it yet. There are some people that claim that there are some hidden mystics that are hundreds and hundreds of years old. Maybe there are, maybe there aren't. I haven't met any of them yet. So I'm just going with what I know. Jesus hasn't told me any different. Maybe there's a reason for that. He doesn't always tell me everything that I want to hear. I spend time with him. I listen to him. We walk together. I visit him in heaven. But that doesn't always mean that he's going to let me know what I want to know. He's going to let me know what he wants me to know when he wants me to know it. You can't twist his arm to get answers anytime you want to. So what I've come up with, first thing you need to do is to be born again. Obviously, you're not going to get God's immortality without being born again. If you're just born in the world, you've got the spirit of death presiding in you that's all there is the spirit of death in this world you have to get the spirit of life and in order to get the spirit of life first you must be born again you must be made a new vessel for the new wine to be poured into which brings me to the next thing which is receiving the Holy Spirit now I don't believe that it's an instantaneous thing as soon as you're born again some people believe it I don't I can't find any proof of it in the Bible so if you haven't received the Holy Spirit it's about time you do Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he wouldn't give you a bad spirit. He said, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those that ask? So ask him for the Holy Spirit. Ask him to be filled with the Holy Spirit and all the power of the Holy Spirit. Then you need to be walking in the Spirit and separate yourself from the world. Pull away from the world. Pull away from the lies. If you start receiving The lies of the lamestream media and everything else, then you are opening yourself up to the spirit of the lies and the father of all lies, which is the devil. Pull yourself away from it. Read the good news, the gospel, good news. We win. Don't pay attention to what the devil's doing in the world. That's coming to an end. We need to rise above it. We need to be better than the world. Because the better one, the greater one, lives in us. The spirit of the world is totally out of phase with God. It is 180 degrees out. In the world, good is bad and bad is good. Light is dark and dark is light. We need to pull away from that. We need to get into the spirit of truth. Jesus' spirit. He is the truth. And a very important thing is, you've got to believe it. You have to believe the Bible. The Bible says that we are to put on immortality before Jesus can return. In John 11, 25 and 26, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he dies, will live again. And he who believes in me and lives will never die. That means the resurrection is if you believe in him and you still die, you'll be resurrected. But you have the option of believing him for life and immortality. That's why he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Resurrect the believers or just give immortality to those that believe him for it. You got to believe for it. Remember in the Old Testament, the people that couldn't cross over to the promised land because of their unbelief. They angered God with their unbelief. You have to have faith. The whole reason that man fell was unbelief. You're going to have to have belief to reverse the fall. Adam and Eve's sin was unbelief. All throughout biblical history, you see God getting angry with unbelief. When Jesus was going into Jerusalem, he wept because of their unbelief. When Jesus was going to raise Lazarus, he wept not because he was losing his friend. He knew he was going to raise him. He already said that. Why would he be weeping over that? It was because of their unbelief. They didn't believe it. He knew his time was short. And people were still walking around in unbelief. And they haven't changed in the last 2,000 years. This is still a world filled with unbelief. we got to change that, people. We have to start believing. If you're a believer, then believe period. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what your new body will look like, and then practice seeing yourself in that new body. Being young, being strong, being vital, being healthy, immortal, walking in the power that Jesus walked in and doing the things he did and even greater things shall you do. That's his promise. you going to call him a liar? Yeah, let's not go there. Let's just do what he said. Do the things he did and even greater things. If you don't know what the greater things are, work on doing the things he did first. He'll show you the greater things. The Bible says that as he is, so are we in this world. Not as he was, as he is. So are we in this world. So how is he? Well, glorified, immortal, and all-powerful. We're part of him. We're supposed to be the same way as he is, so are we in this world. I'm not making this stuff up. This is the good news. This is the gospel. It's been watered down so much that people aren't even getting the milk of the gospel anymore, let alone the meat. They're barely able to drink watered-down milk. We've got to start moving beyond traditional churchianity. You don't go to church for 10 or 20 or 30 years. That's your boot camp, people. You're supposed to train and then get out there. That church is supposed to train you. That ministry, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, is supposed to be your boot camp instructors. They're supposed to teach you how to hear from God and how to move forward in God's will for your life. If they're not doing that, then all they are is just scams out there to raise money for their own little kingdoms. Yeah, I said it. So what? It's true. The Bible doesn't say anywhere That he's going to change us when he returns that's just a cop-out excuse by people to keep from moving forward and to actually being responsible for doing what he said to do we can't live that way we have to take full responsibility because we're going to be accountable for it we're going to be judged on it you have to get out there and do what he said to do it's going to take faith because without faith it's impossible to please god Just like healing or any of the other promises. It's a joint effort. It's His power, but our faith. We're not doing this of our own power. If you've got the Holy Spirit, it's His power. All we're doing is using our faith to allow Him to do His work in us. If we have unbelief, that's plugging up the whole thing. We have to work on getting the unbelief out of our lives. Start believing that what He said is true. Believe the Bible. Believe His promises. He already came to reverse the evil that happened in the garden. We're supposed to be walking in an even better life than Adam and Eve had. They weren't born again. They were just born. They weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. They didn't have God himself living in them. We do. If you've received the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you've just been born into being an empty vessel. You want to receive the Holy Spirit to give you the life of God. Remember, we're supposed to believe that God is, and He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. And if you're diligently seeking to be like who you're supposed to be, to be filled with life and immortality, then you will be rewarded. He promised it. So, another thing we need to do is stop seeking the things of death. Seek life. Don't talk death. Don't talk pain. Don't talk sickness. Don't talk famine and disease and destruction. Don't focus on aging and getting weak and feeble. Those things aren't yours. Those things are for the world, not for you. You've been made a new creation. Those things don't have to apply to you unless you let it. You need to start thinking of eternal youth. Start speaking life and youth over yourself. Make those royal decrees of life, youth, the power of God flowing through you. Make the decree of greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Life is in you. Death is in the world. Life is greater than death. Choose life. If he didn't spare his own son, how much more will he give you life? Jesus died to give you life and immortality. Don't let his sacrifice go to waste. Start working with him. Rise up. Be bold. Spit in the face of death. Declare that the greater one is in you. And that's where we're going to cut it this time, people. I appreciate you listening in. And I want to say a prayer over you. That your eyes will be open to the truth that I've spoken to you from the word of God. God's own promises of life and immortality and youth. They're yours. Believe it and receive it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'll be back in a couple weeks, folks, with another podcast. Until then, if you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website at www.dirtroadcowboy.com. You can find out a little bit more about me, contact information, and a few other things on there. So for now, this is the Dirt Road Cowboy signing out. Bye, y'all.